Welcome to another episode of Built on Passion. I'm Drew, and today we're talking to Melly and Renzo Hinostroza of Arms of Andes. We talk about alpaca wool versus merino wool and sustainability in the outdoor industry. Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, thank you for having us. Hey. Absolutely. <laughs> Tell us about Arms of Andes. Arms of Andes is an outdoor clothing brand made of 100% royal alpaca wool. And everything from the animal to the fiber, to the yarn, to the fabric, to the garment is all produced in Peru. And then we ship it to the U.S. and Europe and then uh, sell it directly to customers with our distribution center there. But it's a a highly functional fiber. So people that love to do outdoor hiking and want to work with natural fibers, alpaca wool is known to be the best. That's great. Can you tell me a little bit about your background? My brother and I, Renzo. We are both born and raised in Los Angeles, California, but our parents are from Peru, the Andes part. My mom from Cajamarca and my dad from Huancayo. And then they migrated to the U.S. in the 80s where they had uh, my two older brothers because we have another one named Alex. And then my dad uh, remarried, had another kid named Mia, my little sister. So my father actually has a lot of experience doing business in Peru and we always kept, like, kept a really close connection to our Peruvian roots. So we always went back in the summers and we learned about how our parents lived, in particular my mom, because she was raised on a farm and she had her own animals, made her own toys, dyed her own clothes, even naturally, and had a completely different upbringing compared to what me and my brothers and my sister had in L.A. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so my my father had done a lot of business in Peru and He guided us on how to do business in Peru and how to learn how the business culture is. And he he has experience like exporting um, foods from there. So that basically helped us to create our clothing production there and make Arms of Andes and actually um, Eco Aya, which is another brand that we have that's a sustainable lifestyle clothing brand. Okay, great. So why Arms of Andes? Why Arms of Andy? Is like, why the name or why? Why, would why the name? Honest? Why did you start with Merino wool? What, what kind of drove the whole thing? So we didn't start with Merino wool. We started with alpaca wool. Alpaca wool. Sorry, sorry. How dare sorry. you mention Merino <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> no, but it's, it's true. Like Merino wool is the leading fiber when it comes to like natural performance. Like leading, I want to say actually the most known fiber in the outdoor clothing market right now. But actually, many people would argue that alpaca wool is better. And it's not to say merino wool isn't a a good fiber. It is very much a good one. But if you go back to where the animal originates from, you can see how how well the fiber is developed and why it's developed in such a way. So merino sheep originate from Spain, and then they were exported. I don't know why, or I don't know, but now they're exported to Uh, New Zealand and Australia and South Africa. And alpacas originate from Peru in the Andes part where it's like extreme climates where in the morning it's freezing, it's windy, and then throughout the day it'll be hot, the sun will be burning. And so their fibers, the fiber of that alpaca is essentially the clothes of the animal and it has to adapt well to that climate. And so if you're in the outdoors and you're hiking and it's hot and because now you've warmed up and it's still cold and the wind's hitting you, 
you would want to wear the fiber of the animal that has to endure all of those climates. And so in a way, alpaca wool is actually, I would say, like the king fiber. And, and, and it goes back even to our ancestors where it was the the fiber of the gods, I think it was called. And so we we always wanted to do something with Peru because Peru has something, has many beautiful gifts like a natural we have a history of natural dyeing we have the organic pima cotton which is like the highest quality softest cotton in there in the world and then there's yeah alpaca wool and we started to make we made a mid-layer that was our first product from 100% royal alpaca wool and that was a lot of fun to make <laughs> and then we even made more fabrics and only using 100% royal alpaca wool. That was always the goal with Arms of Andes, never to mix any other fibers, in particular, no synthetics. Because we really believe that if you want to be in nature and experience nature to the fullest, you have to use nature's most functional fiber. And so we, we made it always a thing with us that we will never mix synthetics. And... The name Arms of Andes comes from, well, my oldest brother is called Alejandro, my other brother Renzo, I'm Melly, my sister's Mia. So it's A-R-M and then the two M's S. And our parents are from the Andes, so it's kind of like kids from the Andes, so Arms of Andes. <laughs> it, um, I love that. <laughs> thank you. It was my brother's idea. <laughs> oh, that's that's great. That's awesome. And, you know. Kind of, kind of meaningful too, and how you can, you know, reach out from the Andes with your products as well. Yeah, so I, I'm actually, I would like to get more people to test like this, this fiber. Like, I think you can get the full experience if you were to wear the clothes in like very high altitudes, like where the alpacas are, because I think that's where you feel it the most. And it's kind of what I've noticed with a lot of hikers: the higher in altitude you are, the more tired you are, the more exhausted. And that's when you notice like full functional, like, like clothes really do change the experience when you, when you're dying, like out there, we did the Inca trail. And I remember that was really, in, really intense. And the clothes make that big difference when you're out there. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I've done a lot of backcountry skiing in British Columbia and Montana and wool outperform synthetic head and shoulders uh it, you just feel so much better in, in wool than you do in synthetic and especially like even just like the smell and how you feel how it feels in your skin i'm, I'm a huge fan of wool i try to always have wool as my base layers yeah com- completely the smell i remember doing a going to slovakia and doing um one of the hikes there with with a couple of friends and they were trying on my gear and after i think what was like a five-hour hike we all got back in the car and then we just felt clean. That was like the, that was one of the things they said, like after being exhausted, they're like, it's so soft and clean. You don't feel dirty with like, you're in synthetics. It carries that bacteria. And then that leads to to odor. And so with alpaca wool, like the moisture retention is actually really low compared to Merino. It retains less moisture so it's less likely to have bacteria, which less likely to cause odor. It keeps you actually from getting sick when you're out there as well because of all that, um, all the sweat and it, or if it's raining or foggy or something. But yeah, it's definitely better than synthetics. <laughs> Absolutely. So when you compare merino wool to alpaca, royal alpaca wool, 
like apply it in a garment for, you know, say a base layer or a mid layer, what are the major differences that you see for the end user? That's actually a good question because I was in Arequipa and I was doing a hike with a friend. This is just when we started out and she had a merino wool mid layer. And in Arequipa, it's also high altitudes. It's also really cold, really hot at the same time. I remember her, I remember she was saying like, I feel like I experienced all, experienced all the climates in one day. <laughs> she was just like, this is very intense. Um, but what we've noticed was alpaca is definitely warmer and softer. And I guess it also depends on the user. We're, we, me and her, we're more, more looking for that softness and warmth where I think other people might prefer something that like they would probably prefer to wear a garment that wicks away sweat because we're not really sweaty people. So that was the benefits we could compare to. Now, somebody else who probably uh, maybe sweats more than the average person, I think would actually definitely say, yeah, alpaca dries way quicker than with merino wool. But also keep in mind that in order to compare well, like you have to look at the yarn count, the knit, because those you can have like a super ultra thin alpaca wool t-shirt that we make and you can't compare it with like a merino wool, you know, like 300 gram per metric squared sweater. That, that's not going to be the same. You have to have it identical in the knit. Also, like how tight the knit is as well. So it's like to say to compare merino to alpaca, you have to make it very identical. Then you can then you can do the test. And also you mentioned royal alpaca wool. So just to I think a lot of people might be confused what royal is. So there's baby, there's different words for the type of micron that's used. So I think it's like super fine, baby, royal. I'm not sure of the other ones, but essentially it tells you like how fine the micron is. The most common alpaca wool out there is called baby alpaca. And it doesn't come from actual baby, like an alpaca baby. It's a certain part of the alpaca. And I think it's around 19 to 20 micro, like around that average, while the royal alpaca is finer than the baby. And I think um, it, you, it's very, it's not so common to find royal. What's out there mostly is the baby, but we try to use the finest. Yeah, we only use actually the finest alpaca wool because we want to, although this is great for outdoors, it's also like, it's also high end. So you can also wear it out in the town as well, like because it, it's so soft. So, yeah, <laughs> that's great. So what does your current product line look like? I know you've mentioned T-shirts and, and mid layers. What what do you guys currently sell? Oh, you can be dressed head to toe in our products. <laughs> we make slipper socks, which is basically it's I want to say it's like an in-house sock because it doesn't have synthetics. So you can't go like outdoor hiking in it, mm-hmm. but it's very comfortable to wear around at home. But you, there are slipper socks. We have leggings of two different fabric weights a 230 and a 420 sweatpants that are also uh, two different fabric weights. We have boxers for men and women. We have t-shirts, long sleeves, tank tops, v-necks, hoodies, like half zip base layers, wool jackets, like a fleece with um, like a full zip one with or without a hoodie, gloves, neck gaiter, beanie. And we have them available in low impact dyes, which is like the the typical like navy blue gray and black and then we have our natural colors 
So we have that, um, we have a collection that's called the Leave No Trace collection. So part of our mission is to be the most sustainable clothing brand out there. And so we started with the dyes. So Peru has a has a history of natural dyeing. We have uh, the cochinilla. I think the oldest fabric ever found that was dyed with indigo was found in Peru. And then we also have the natural gray, which is a eucalyptus. And so we have these color and the natural white, which is the color of the alpaca. That's the no dye. So we started with that. We started to make our leave no trace apparel to make it more sustainable. And we said, okay, we're only going to use natural dyes. We also switched all of the, the thread that stitches our garment together to cotton thread to help the biodegradability. So that's something always to know when you're looking at a wool item of yak, merino, alpaca, it will say 100% wool, but that doesn't mean the threads and the labels are that of that material. So we switched to cotton because we wanted to make sure to only use natural fibers and then the tags and where it has like our logo and everything that's also from cotton as well. So that was our next step. And then after that, we're planning to use only natural elastic bands. That's our next one because right now we do use synthetics. We're trying to introduce that as well and then find sustainable zippers, which I think is going to be very difficult to find like a durable biodegradable zipper that's. That would be a huge project, <laughs> but yeah, maybe we can't do that. Yeah, actually, I recently, um, or I guess not that recently now, uh, I had Recycled Planet on the podcast, and and they make very sustainable um, jackets and and high fashion like outdoor jackets. And he said the zippers are like the last thing. He's like he can't find good, high quality zippers that are biodegradable. Yeah, I went to a couple of trade shows looking for them. And it's, it's hard. It's hard to find. They, I think some do exist, but they're not durable. They'll break easily. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if Renzo wants to add something to that. <laughs> well, we've been looking for a long time because that's the last piece. Essentially, the only one who could ever make it, I think, is YKK. And I think they tried once to make a plastic-free zipper, and then they stopped, and they haven't done it since they have recycled plastic zippers, but a 100% biodegradable zipper, no one's trying to make from my understanding. So it's kind of amazing that like one, one small component like that, that you wouldn't even think twice about is like the one thing that's actually the holdout to sustainability on a lot of products. Oh, oh yeah. There's, there's a whole supply chain when it comes to zippers. So like when you think what is sustainable, it's, it's a really hard question to answer because it's you have to look at every component that constructs the garment plus the fabric finishing, which is something no one can really see. Which be a fabric, I don't know if you know, but a fabric finishing is it what is basically what makes your fabric soft. So wool, cotton, whatever the fabric is, you would add a fabric finishing to make it softer. And no one can see then that usually involves a lot of chemicals. So and that has a supply chain as well. So to say what is sustainable, that question is so complex because every component has a supply chain, which then has like its own plastic usage, its own chemical usage and everything in between, which we're trying to also share information about as well, because we're a clothing manufacturing brand and we know the language of the country where we manufacture, we're from there we're able to share all of this information. It's like 
kind of like we're an insider and we don't want to like take over the clothing industry. It's impossible. We can't sell that many clothes as much as we want to, but we want to be examples of what that is, of what is sustainable clothing brand and hopefully get more people to start asking questions to other brands. Like what fabric finishings do you use? What's your zippers made out of? What are your buttons? Where do you get those? Like, how do you source your fiber? Like that would be, that'd be interesting to see. And I've seen that in the food industry. People start asking about ingredients. Yeah, absolutely. And even I saw on your website, you have, you have compostable packaging too. Cause I know I worked in a ski shop for several years and you know, every single North face jacket that you get from the manufacturer comes in a plastic bag. Every single, everything comes in a plastic bag individually wrapped. Right. And so having even that, that compostable packaging is, you know, another huge element that a lot of people don't think about or don't see in the supply chain. Yeah, exactly. You don't see it. And yeah, our compostable packaging, we're, we're trying other packagings. We want to try paper, but then there's that whole thing that paper takes up more space in your shipment and then you have to send more. So we're able to do all these tests to see maybe we can like multiply ourselves <laughs> and take on every task that we want to. That's great. So how are you currently selling? Uh, on our Is website. It- so on okay. armsofandes.com and on armsofandes.eu. So we are a Dutch brand. <laughs> We're a Dutch company as well because I'm here. Um, yeah, so everything gets imported to Europe and then we yeah, we sell from there. And then you were also an American brand as well. Okay, great. So mostly direct-to-consumer, you're not really in any retailers yet. Actually, we are. We're with the REI. <laughs> oh, there you go. Look at that. <laughs> we just started. Yeah, I can say that now. Yeah, we are with REI. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, yeah, we just started. They're yeah, they're really nice people. Um, and our breaking normally news. Normally, we, we wouldn't really work. Yeah. I'm sorry. You <laughs> said breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Breaking news. Yeah, normally we wouldn't work with many stores because we do like that direct relationship with customers. But yeah, they're yeah they're great and they're you know they're leading outdoor clothing so. Absolutely. I think that's also kind of a huge element for what you're doing with the alpaca versus the merino. And people can actually go in and kind of feel the difference and see what that's going to be like for them, which is probably like a a huge benefit to people experiencing the product. Oh, yeah, definitely going in and and be able to like, yeah, touch it and understand the difference. And yeah, have that experience. I think, yeah, definitely. That's hopefully we can be in more stores. I think right now we're only in two and we're mostly online. But yeah. Definitely will expand to more. That's awesome. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to give you one more chance to tell everyone where to find you and um, how to you know, buy from you. Yeah. Well, you can find us at armsofandes.com or if you're in Europe, you can find us on armsofandes.eu. We also have our Instagram, armsofandes, uh, Facebook as well, armsofandes. We do have a YouTube channel, which is also arms of andes <laughs> but our other youtube channel called aya media and that we're a bit more active on uh, there we show all our interviews with um with uh like scientists that we've um interviewed about like the issues of plastics in our system if people are interested in reading about uh listening about that because we do try to go deep into sustainability but we do show some videos of people uh trying on the gear and talking about the performance of it Awesome. That's great. Well, thank you, Melly. Thank you, Renzo. It was great talking to you today. Thanks so much for having us. (laughs) 
Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Built on Passion podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you are still listening right now, you need to leave a review. Like seriously, if you are committed enough to listen to the outro, then you must be a fan and we would love to hear your thoughts. Be sure to share this episode with a friend who's thinking about starting a passion project business. And as always, tune in next week for another episode.